Season 1, Episode 43, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, 1 John 5.13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. 1 John 5.13 was a verse I learned very early in my Christian youth group that I went to for six months before I went to West Point and joined the Army for the next nine and a half years and left the Army to go to Bible College uh, nine and a half years after I had come to the Lord. Met my wife and became the pastor of Palmetto Bible Church, started substitute teaching to make ends meet, and ended up at Florida Christian School for 31 years in the same classroom teaching uh, not as many Bible classes maybe as others, uh, but I had a very broad education at West Point and they could use me teaching a lot of different things. I remember one year I was in the Bible department, the science department, the math department, and the history department. And I only took, taught six classes. One year I taught uh, all seven periods. But we got paid a little extra for that, so that was always welcomed as a Christian school teacher. Anyway, <clears throat> the, the joke was that if you borrow a borrow a car from a Christian school teacher or if somebody borrows your car if you're a Christian school teacher and somebody borrows your car you have to tell them how to drive it but uh, anyway uh, initially the never mind all right so um, I this verse means a lot to me knowing that you have eternal life I walked away from that Bible study 48 years ago when that girl said if I never see you again I'll see you in heaven she was sitting uh, in the living room, not far from the door I was exiting, the front door, and uh, she stopped, and I looked, I don't know why I stopped, maybe she said something to me, but she, I think she looked up, and she had tears coming down her face, and she said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven, and I verbally, out loud, said, you're right, and it all came together for me, what I had just done, I guess, that I, the best way I knew how, I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, and... I believed in the God of John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, I like to say, as you know, if you listen to my podcast, uh, he had me at whosoever. But uh, believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. I believe it was a everlasting life is the gift of God. Uh, the wages of sin is death, not going to church or being good. It's, it's either your death, eternal separation from God, spiritually speaking, or the death of Jesus Christ on the cross, which he was separated from God for a while, but since he is God, I guess he could overcome that um, and rise again on the third day. But but he was innocent, so he died for us. And uh, if he had been with sin, he uh, he would have had to pay for his own sin and could not have paid for ours. Read the book of Hebrews sometime. Anyway, maybe I will. I don't want to boast on tomorrow, but Lord willing, maybe I will get to my goal of 100 podcasts and 500 podcasts, but maybe that's just boasting. I could be gone tomorrow. Who knows? Anyway, this is a little bit of a challenge, but I'm up to it since uh, I taught for so many years. I kind of enjoy uh, teaching again. So I'm going to read uh, 1 John chapter 5. There's 21 verses here. And Schofield calls uh, chapter 5 of 1 John, Faith is the overcoming principle 
in the world conflict. So that's kind of a fancy way of saying it. Uh, my uh, uh, eSword uh, says, which is on my computer, says the first five verses are overcoming the world. Kind of goes along with Schofield's note. Faith is the overcoming principle. Uh, and we'll talk about overcoming the world. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus in Jesus Christ? Verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? And as I was kind of reading over this before I got started, um, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Let me just quickly go back to John chapter 3 here. Um, John chapter 3. Um, uh, let's go around 16 here. Um, maybe, maybe back before that. Verily I say unto you, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And that is of the Holy Spirit. That is of God. He cannot be the kingdom of, see the king, enter into the kingdom of God. So the life you were born with by your parents that Paul calls the flesh is your human life, for lack of a better word. You are one. The zygote is 100% human. All your DNA is right there at uh, conception. But um, I, I always get off on other things. My mind fills up with other things to say. But um, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So by our second birth... That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. I'm in John chapter 3, verse 6. Marvel not that I said unto you, Nicodemus, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, and cannot tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Um, verse 3. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So the new birth, the second birth, which John talks about here in John chapter 3, but he also talks about a great deal in, in 1 John, especially chapter 5. And, and let me just say this, 1 John chap, chapters 1 through 5, 1 John uh, is his first epistle. John wrote the Gospel of John, the book of Revelation at the end of the Bible, and 1, 2, and 3 John, epistles of 1, 2, and 3 John. We're looking at chapter 5 of 1 John, and um, I, I remember in Bible college, someone I, I looked up to very much, uh, a friend of mine that I had known from uh, the youth group, and we both ended up in Bible college uh, together. And, and he, he and his fiancée were, uh, they, they married as soon as they both graduated. Um, I don't know if she, I think they were just boyfriend and girlfriend at this point. But he said, we're, we're studying, we're having devotions together, and we're in 1 John, and that is a tough book to understand. And so I immediately went to 1 John because my, my housemate was, was doing that. Uh, what the Bible college did was we just, classmates would, would uh, rent a house together and, uh, you know, rooms we had a three-bedroom three house, and this was one of my roommates. But he said, uh, it's, a, it's a tricky book. So I, I wanted to have a devotion, too, 
you know, quiet time, whatever you want to call it. So I went to First John and I, whoa, this is really tough. And it wasn't until I got to First John and the verse that says, uh, uh, well, I'll get to it in a minute if I can't find it right now. Anyway, I'm in John chapter three. No wonder I can't find it. All right. So what, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that it occurred to me in reading over First John that that which is born of the Holy Spirit, and it, the word is uh, can be our spirit, lowercase spirit, and it can be uppercase spirit, and that's where the context uh, comes into play. And uh, whoever translated your Bible has to make that guess, whether it's uh, uh, literal, you know, uh, or, or of this world, or figurative of the next, the Holy Spirit. Anyway, um, but we are the children of God by faith. We are begotten of God by faith in Jesus Christ. We're born again. And that is... Uh, that is pretty much irreversible. It is irreversible. Um, or as, as sometimes they say uh, jokingly, maybe it's not very funny, I don't know. I guess it depends on the circumstances. But you cannot be a little bit pregnant. You either are or you aren't. And you're either a child of God or you aren't. You're obviously a child of your parents or you wouldn't be here. The flesh birth starts. But during that time, you respond, you seek, you find... You hear the gospel, you say, that's for me, I'm in. By faith alone in Jesus Christ, you repent of your dead works, you, never, you give up trying to merit eternal life, and you just take it as a free gift. As many as received him, to them became the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. All right, so I need to move out and get First John in the book. So let me go back to First John and... Chapter 5. All right, so we're going to start uh, in chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ is born of God, so that kind of makes him our brother, if you will. I mean, we're born of God by faith in Jesus Christ, uh, begotten of the Spirit. Whosoever believeth, it's kind of a family situation, which I think is kind of cool. Whoso believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So there you go, born of God. There you, that's, you know, you're born of your parents, and if you're born again, you're born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat, that's your heavenly Father, loveth him also that is begotten of him, which would be his son, and also uh, fellow believers. Verse 2, By this we know that we love the children of God, that would be other believers like ourselves, when we love God and keep His commandments. I just love the connection that Jesus put, and John does as well as His disciple, as His apostle. Um, if you love me, keep my commandments, Jesus said. And you know, people are always talking about how much they love God, and I'd, I'd rather show God. As my wife and I used to say, I don't know who got it from who, but we would say, talk is cheap. And I think she said it to me, and, and then I, I really... Uh, could see some wisdom in that saying, talk is cheap. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. His commandments are not grievous. I, I just, 
I'm a, I'm, they're joyful. And as I'm memorizing scripture, as I'm sharing my faith, and as I um, fill my time with things of the Lord, I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier. As my prayer that I learned from my wife says, I'll just say the first half of it because it seems like I say it on a lot of podcasts. But Abba Father, I'll, no, um, Father, I desire to be. Fi- this is uh, Colossians one nine through fourteen. I'm going to say just nine to. 11 or 12. Um, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding to walk worthy of you and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power with patience, long-suffering, patience and patience and joyfulness. And I think we can get a lot lot done if we're patient with ourselves and, and we work at it every day. We can get a surprising amount of stuff done. But... Um, Let's see. Okay, um, John, First John chapter five verse three. This is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous to us. Living for the Lord is what we what we were created to do. That we good works that we should walk in them, and we're rewarded for these. God's keeping track in His books. We're going to be judged from the books, not to see if we merit eternal life, because that would be no. We don't. But we have an advocate with the Father who died on the cross to pay for our sins. And Jesus took our judgment. So there are two other judgments, and you'll receive one of them. If you're a believer, you'll receive the the judgment seat of Christ during the tribulation um, in heaven um, and the marriage feast of the Lamb for, for reward in heaven. And if you have no good works, all you have is wood, hay, and stubble, and no gold, silver, and precious stones, you'll still be saved yet so by fire. So... Again, the thief on the cross uh, was dying for his sins, I think, uh, at least according to the Roman government. I mean, they were pretty strict, but um, I'm not sure he was, uh, you know, had a lot of good works. I don't think I did before I was saved. But um, but anyway, we're talking about him, and, and God will figure out, you know, I guess how. I think his works were pretty wonderful to believe in Jesus Christ on the cross. What a what a great thing. There's three crosses. One the son, the son of God in the middle on either side of him uh two lost and sinful people. And that's the only kind of people there are. And both railing on him, but during the 9 hours of the crucifixion from 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 dawn to to dusk dusk um, anyway, however long it took, um, this guy came to the Lord. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. It's just an awesome, wonderful thing that, that moved me before I, long before I was a believer. I always envied the thief on the cross thinking, wow, what, that, at least there's one person in heaven, you know, weaseled a, weaseled a promise out of Jesus on the cross when I guess he was vulnerable. No, he's vulnerable all the time. All you got to do is believe. And uh, in the God of John 3.16, repent of your dead works and faith towards God. Hebrews 6.1 For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. That's, you know, there's a verse, I, I'm not sure where it is, but I've had it used against me by cults and people that don't believe in God that have one or two verses here and there. And they go, well, uh, he that overcometh shall be saved. 
and it's talking about live on into the millennium in the context there. But here, whatsoever is born of God, or whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is our victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And that seems like it puts the emphasis on our faith. But what makes our faith powerful, and hopefully you're, you already know where I'm going if you listen to my podcast, it's the object of our faith. If you put your faith in your good works, you're not getting into heaven. I'm sorry. It's just, they're filthy rags. But if you're putting your faith on or in Jesus Christ, bingo. That's, that's it. And um, repent of your dead works and faith towards God. And uh, you're not going to fool him. I never thought I could fool him. That's why I wouldn't say, God, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing, because I knew I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it completely or perfectly. I knew that. So I just skipped the promises that I wasn't going to keep. But when I found out there were no promises, it was just a gift to be received. Do you make promises when you get a gift? I, I don't. Um, I think true absolute gifts are very rare. I think I've talked about that before. He that overcometh the world. Who is he that overcometh the world? He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Okay. I, I, the whole package of your dead works and faith in God faith towards God verse 6 um, verse 6 through 12 are under the heading here on my e-sword um, which uh, the guy that wrote uh, a purpose driven life I forgot his name Rick Rick Warren he made this available at a very low cost free free for my iPad, um, and uh, anyway, of course, I, whoever wrote this, this is not inspired. Testimony concerning the Son of God is verses 6 through 12, and then a heading here, that you may know is First John five thirteen through verse 21, the last verse in chapter 5. Okay, let's look at the testimony concerning the Son of God. This is he that came by water and of blood, even Jesus Christ. I think when it talks about water and blood, lowercase, that's human birth. And Jesus Christ was human birth. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. So this is the Holy Spirit at least in the translators of the King James Bible, which we have to decide for our context. You know, they could make mistakes. They could put a capital letter where the, it's the same word, pneuma, starting with a P like pneumonia, but it's, um, it's uh, the translators here put a cap. I don't think that's necessarily inspired, the, the grammar. Uh, I, I don't know how you'd know it. It's a Greek word. It could be, upper, it could be figurative. It could be literal. Uh, literal would be the human aspect. The figurative would be the, the spiritual, in my opinion. Verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy, and these three are one. So some people say there, there, is, no, uh, there is no Trinity in the Bible. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. Uh, that's true, but I think Jesus, that God is three in one. I think we're three in one. We're a body, soul, and spirit, lowercase s. God is a body, soul, and spirit uppercase and when we're born again then we are you can change that lowercase to an uppercase 
body, soul, and Holy Spirit, which indwells us. And there are three that bear... Okay, let me read verse 7 and 8 again. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear record, that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and water and blood, and these three are one. So that's the union of the physical and the spiritual, which takes place in the believer. Now, the water and the blood, I don't think, inherits eternal life. I think the Spirit does. But I think our Trinity goes to heaven. It's just been, our DNA has been changed by the new birth. We're, the, we're of our God the Father. Abba, Father, all these things. That's my favorite prayer, Mark 14, 36. Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Abba, Father, what a privilege to call God Daddy. First uh, John 5, 10. He that believeth on, on, I love that preposition, the Son of God, hath the witness in himself, that could be the Holy Spirit, he that believeth on God hath made him, he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. When you don't trust Christ, sin because they believe not on me, that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's The Holy Spirit came to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. Well, that stopped with me 48 years ago. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world, which is lowercase p, which is Satan, is judged and cast in the lake of fire eventually for eternity. But unfortunately, if you don't trust Christ, you'll, you'll join him. He that believeth on the Son of God, verse 10, hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he hath not believed the record that God gave of his Son. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God was very important 48 years ago to me. Seeing these verses in the Bible, having them explained to me, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The eternal life is a gift of God, not, a, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Uh, by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should. But when all these verses came together, um, and the fact that it was a gift, and I said, are you telling me it's a free gift with no strings attached? And Jack Weaver said, praise the Lord, you understand it. I thought, okay, this is good. And then it was just one step from, from repenting of my dead works, not trusting in my works, because they weren't that good, and I knew it, but finding out that it's not of works, lest any man should boast, not by works of righteousness which we had done, but according to his mercy he saved us. When I understood that and believed that, then it was a small step to, to believe in the God of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but everlasting life. I, I, trust, I sealed the deal right there. And when I was walking out, as I told you before, that girl said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. That's when I said... You're right, and that that was like I don't know witnessing to somebody else, you know, telling somebody else. It, it it I just knew at that point. It just like I think that's the moment I knew for sure. And I went home happy. I woke up my dad who was dying of cancer. Uh, he lived another year, 14 months. Um, but um, I know he knows. I knew he knew the Lord before he perished, before he died, before he passed. Okay, um, 
And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son, eternal life is in His Son, and it's the gift of God. The new birth has something to do with it. And he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And this, this life is given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. The life that it's talking about is eternal life. He that hath the Son hath eternal life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not eternal life. In the context here. Verse 13, which is the reason we're here. 5.13, 1 John 5.13 These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you may have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. I believed in parachutes when I jumped out of airplanes, even though I'd never, I didn't see the one that I was going to jump with. And it opened, and they said it would be the most beautiful thing I ever saw. And I remember looking up and saying, that's, every time I jumped, I only jumped seven times, but I, every time I thought, that is really, that is really nice. That is really nice having that parachute above me. But, um, all right, verse 14. And the, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will, he heareth us. When I pray my prayer, Father, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding and walk worthy of you unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of you, strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with patience, long-suffering, and joyfulness. You know, I think that's according to God's will. Paul prayed it daily for the Colossians in Colossians chapter 1. So, verses uh, 9 through 14. Probably the last three verses there. No, the first three verses there. Anyway, uh, if verse, uh, okay, verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. God can say yes, no, maybe, and wait. Um, he always answers prayer. Uh, a lot of times our problem is we we don't ask according to his will. And uh, that's why I love Mark 14:36, my hurricane prayer, or any other storm in my life. Abba Father, all things are possible in you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. What thou wilt. And if we know that, that, and if we know, verse 15, and if we know he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that he, we desired of him. Uh, you ask for things that are clearly in his will, like opportunities to share your faith and boldness in sharing your faith. It, you watch. He'll, he likes to answer that prayer. Verse 16, If any man see his brother sin, a sin which is not unto death. Okay, just like we have two births, we have born of the Spirit and we have born of the flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which dies, the first death is the flesh. That which dies, the second death is the, is the uh, is spiritual death. and uh, Or literal and figurative. Figurative being spiritual. And again, this word death could apply to physical death, the first death. Or it could apply to the second death, the figurative death of the spirit. If any man see his brother sin... Which is not unto death. Okay, you got a you got a brother that is doing something wrong. Uh, take your pick. Take the commandments and pick one of them if you want. Uh, knowing to do right and not doing it is sin. 
he shall ask that that he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. Okay. If any man see his brother, verse 16, if any man see his brother's sin, a sin which is not unto death, so um, maybe I should define what I think a sin unto death is and that all the other sins would fall under not unto death. There's only one sin unto death in my opinion and that is um, what the Holy Spirit came to do. He came to con convict the world of sin, righteousness, of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. That, of, that sin, the sin of disbelief in Jesus Christ is the sin unto death. And here we're talking about spiritual death. Uh, well, really not uh, spiritual birth. So you can't die spiritually. Well, you're not even born again spiritually. So uh, you just, let me put it this way. Born once, die twice. Die physically and you were born dead spiritually. Born twice, born physically and born spiritually, you'll only die once. You'll die physically. And we're not to be afraid of that death. We're to, Paul says he's willing, I say rather to be absent body present with the Lord. He's willing, and not only is he willing, but he would rather be absent from the body and present with the Lord. But it's more needful for, for us, for him to write his books and to finish out his course. And, but, um, so that's the way I'm taking this. That's the way I'm in divide, right, hopefully I'm rightly dividing the word of truth here. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, which could be any sin at all, Again, pick your commandment, pick your... He's not loving his neighbors himself. He's not loving the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul. He has doubt about what he's doing. It's sin. To him it is sin. If any man see his brother sin, a sin not unto death, which could be a million different kinds of sins, I guess, but fall under two categories. Love, your, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. So sinning against God or sinning against people is... He shall ask... And he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. So, um, you know, the ultimate thing, that, and this is Christianity 101 as far as I'm concerned. I learned it in the youth group in the first six months I was saved before I joined the army. And was in the army for nine and a half years after that. And not with a lot of good sound teaching. I got my teaching in those first six months, I would say. My uh, amazing youth group, Great Awakening, I think, in the early late 60s and early 70s. Um, he shall ask and, and give, uh, verse 16, if any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, which would be anything short of, of not believing in the Lord, he shall ask and it shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say you pray for that. Okay. Um, I just had a thought that, you know, Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Spirit about how much they, they sold a house and they gave, I, I would guess, a large chunk of money. You know, I don't think you say, I sold my house, here's a quarter. You know, so, uh, you know, it, it had to look like, but they kept back some of it for themselves and, and God... They dropped dead. I think they were absent body present with the Lord. They were believers. There were, you know, God was setting a high standard. 
on the first day of school, if you will. But um, anyway, um, uh, the guy that picked up sticks on the Sabbath when God had just instituted the Ten Commandments with Moses and he came down and he said, uh, and, and they stoned, this guy went out against God's word to, to keep the Sabbath and, and picked up sticks like he normally did to cook his manna. And he said, um, or, or whatever he picked up the sticks for. I might be wrong about the, the time the manna was given. But I think it was, I don't remember. Anyway, um, but anyway, he died. He, they stoned him to death, let me put it that way. Um, it could be, you know, a, a capital offense physically. Could be physical death that, in that respect. So I'm sorry I, I don't uh, have this completely figured out, but uh, it could be spiritual death is not trusting Christ. Physical death is, it's going to happen anyway. I mean, because Adam ate the apple, we're all going to experience physical death for our own sin. But anyway, I do not say that you shall pray for it. Now, if it is talking about, but this is, see a man, if a man see his brother, when I see the word brother, I think believer. This is written to believers. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. Pretty much uh, verse 13, right, written to believers. So anyway, it's talking to the church uh, towards the end of the apostolic age. Paul's, or John's doing his writing, uh, 80, 90 approximately, 30 years after Paul wrote his books or 25 years. If any man see a brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life, physical life, I think, for them that sin not unto death. If there is a sin unto death, I do not say you pray for that. If there's a, a, a you know, again, death, physical death is not that big a deal. So I hope I haven't thoroughly confused you, but if I have, then welcome to the club. Anyway, all in verse 17, all unrighteousness is sin. And there is a sin not unto death. A sin? Uh, it seems like there would be quite a few of them. Um, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. When you don't do that, it's a sin, I think, not unto death. But uh, the wages of sin is death. So, Anyway, uh, verse 18. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Now this is, this is born of God. So we had to establish the fact that... You, the believer was born by his parents, born of the flesh, and born of, born of the Spirit, born of the Holy Spirit, born of God, begotten of God. Whoso is born of God sinneth not. So there's a part of us that is, is without sin. It's the new man, uh, incorruptible, it says in Romans, if I'm not mistaken, uh, sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God. There's the. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. That's the same guy that's born of God, keepeth himself, and the wicked one, Satan, toucheth him not. So that's the difference between someone that's saved and someone that's lost. The saved person is born of God and has the new man, the new, the the new. Uh, the new nature, the outward man, the inward man, all of these. Anyway, um, 
The wicked one touched them not. Verse 19, And we know that we are God of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So, um, hopefully if you're a believer, you know you're of God. I've known that for 48 years. Um, verse 20, only got two more verses to go. And we know that the Son of God is come, that Jesus is the Son of God has come and hath given us understanding that we might know Jesus that is true and we are in Him that is true even in His Son Jesus Christ because they're pretty much one and the same. John just said that up here. Um, For there are three that bear record in heaven, verse 7. There are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, and these three are one, and there are three that bear record in earth, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. So you got the in one and in one twice up there, verses 7 and 8. We know that the Son of God, verse 20, we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true and that we are in Him that is true even the Son of God, and that is the true God, because they are one, and eternal life. Little children, this is uh, what Paul calls believers. And he's 90 years old, so uh, approximately 90 years old. 80, 90, how old is he? He's old. Anyway, um, little children keep from idols. Again, idols are anything you put before God. That, uh, that's one of the Ten Commandments. It's uh, number two, right? Thou shalt have no idols. Um, and an idol is anything you put before God. It could be a person. It can be a thing. It can be money. It can be position. It can be anything. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. And with that, I will say adios which means to God, and I will say vaya con Dios, which means go with God.